Welcome to She Loves the Grid, where we discuss all things F1. Whether it's happening on the track, in the paddock, or beyond the grid, we'll talk about it all. All right, here we are, another Yay. off week. <sighs> I feel like it's been forever since we've had a race. That's because it has been. It's been 5,237 days since we had a race. <laughs> That's how it feels to me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should be singing like uh, from one of the the musicals, you know. Oh my gosh, it's it's killing me. It's killing and, me. And you could tell even online that everybody is just over it. You know, like people like us, content creators and stuff. We don't really have much to talk about. It's so quiet in F one right now. So yeah, you can just tell we're all we're all stretching. I mean, I've I've reverted to building Legos. I mean, Lego cars. Yay. I mean, I've I've had to you know. What else am I gonna do? Show us your cars. Okay, I made I made I just popped one of the Legos off. I made. Of course, I got to do the Aston Martins. Oh, of course you did the Aston Martin. And also, if you're just listening to us, if you go to our YouTube page, you can see the video um, and see the cars that. Claire has made because as we no, established before, like she's our Lego, our Lego queen. Yes, I, I now have uh, thirty six thousand seven hundred and seventy pieces based on sets, but it's actually more because I, the trip that I just made back to the U.S. because now I'm back in Germany, I got more books to add in more sets, and I've got a few more sets to catalog, and that doesn't count my spare pieces because yeah, oh. I, I probably have over forty thousand pieces, and the new set. The McLaren F1 yes. car, which uh, I have a feeling I'll have mine done before you have your son. Um, just well, came in today. I think that is a pretty accurate statement since we've had that McLaren Lego set since January. But then when I broke my hand, I couldn't really do it. And so we just need to get it back out again. But I have no doubt you will have it completed way before we do. Or yeah. we can virtually do it together once you get to package number two. Yeah, I'm a little obsessive. Once I start, it just goes. Yeah, I, I, I put together two fairly good sized sets Thursday and Friday night. And then, well, talking about the weekend and, and the week, got home from the US, got sick, spent the weekend in bed, and finished these on Sunday in bed. So I've, I've, yeah. I'm, I'm obsessive. <laughs> but how was your week? My, my week was travel back from the U.S., discover oh, my, my, my body has adjusted to the clean food in the U in Europe and uh, did not bode well with the U.S. trip. Um, and then yeah. I got sick over the weekend, but now I'm better. And how was yours? I'm so glad you're better. It actually made me really sad when you were like, oh, I don't feel good. <laughs> like, it's so sad. Mine was good. Um, I went to Colorado to see my daughter for a few days. We had so much fun um, eating and shopping. I was buying some stuff to take to Barcelona when we, when we go, um, Amberlynn. And uh, we she bought us tickets to a comedy show on Saturday night. And hysterical. Lydia Popovich, I think was her name. She is so freaking funny. My face, I have not laughed that hard in so long and my face just hurt from laughing. She was amazing. Um, so also that night when we got back on TikTok, there's been this thing going on where people have their friends who don't know anything about F1 rate the drivers kind of on their looks, which I don't know if that's appropriate or not, but it's really funny. And um, so I had Anya do it. 
And I sent you the link with, or just the video of her <laughs> with Lance Stroll, but it actually ended up being three parts because we talk so much <laughs> throughout the videos. So I will get those up, but it was really, really fun. And I thought for sure, I knew who she would rate the highest and I was so wrong. Like, no, I can't wait to see them all. I know you, you have to watch them because I do tell her in the video, I thought you would have rated this dryer driver as your highest. And nope, I was totally off. Oh, I can't wait to see because I have a feeling who I think she would rate the highest, but uh, who do you be think? interesting. Wait, tell me who you think. Uh, you know, I would think it would be somewhere but either like Lance or George. Um, or maybe even, uh, I don't know. Now I'm going to think about that. Mm. <laughs> she, maybe, uh, oh, Nick. maybe even Nick. Oh, Nick DeVries. Mm-mm. Nope. Like no. <laughs> I will get those oh, posted. I, I, I want to go through the whole thing. Cause it is, it is comedy gold. If I say so myself. She, and, um, she's, <laughs> she's such a, she's such a, oh, she's such a great young woman though. So I, I it, you is. know, what you would think at the same time, she's got such a, a, a great head on her shoulders. So I, 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 I'm sure it surprises us. Yeah. It, a million percent. I, there's one common theme I think amongst some of the people that she rated very high and it kind of threw me off a little bit so I was like okay so we'll I'll post those and we can discuss again next week um because it'll finally be race week but nothing really important to talk about but anyways as I was saying it was super quiet like in F1 so it was kind of good that you were just traveling back and not feeling great and I was traveling there's not a whole lot like really to talk about except a few little things. Well, it'll be a big thing for me, but Ferrari, Fa Carlos will finally get his day in the steward's office or with the FAA or, you know, I want to say his day in court, but <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be interesting though. I mean, it, it, depending on how that comes out. Right. And um, I don't know, it'll be interesting because it's, it's got such a, uh, a huge impact to so many teams if a ruling happens that changes the outcome of the race and then that sets precedence of yep. future races um however I, I i would hope that if if a change is made that that puts more onus on the stewards to do better during the race right to do better yeah. of um of the decisions there, addressing it more quickly, and maybe a, a really look at how things were assessed, you know, more fairly and more quickly. Because I mean, we yeah. saw that even in in the the previous race with, you know, the change of positions. You know, Alonso was out and Alonso was back. I mean, yep. come on. I was we, literally we, just thinking that because this you've only really seen three full races, and already in those races. Like you just said, I mean, you've seen this, the penalties don't seem to be applied the same. You, the Alonzo issue with the podium. So yeah, you said you took the words right out of my mouth. I, I hope that they do. I, my hope is that Carlos like gets justice. <laughs> like that is, um, you know, free Carlos, um, <laughs> take away the penalty. At the same time, I just don't have a lot of faith in the, um, stewards of the FIA to do the right thing and take away that 
um, penalty because like you said, it will affect so many other teams and drivers as far as points go and the whole nine yards. And I don't think they have the balls to, to do that. (laughs) I don't think that they would want to deal with all the other teams coming at them and saying, well, okay, maybe that was the right thing to do for Carlos, but what about us? Then they're going to have everybody else wanting to be in that office. So I just, I don't know. I I have high hopes and I hope when I wake up in the morning, I see, because today we're, we're doing this on Monday. We usually do it on Sunday. Tuesday is the day he gets his day. Um, I hope I wake up and I see good news, but I, I think it's not going to change. Yeah. It's interesting. This has got to be, I mean, and I could be speaking completely out of turn here, but this is going to be one of the most technically covered monitored sports I've Mm -hmm. seen, at least that I follow. So if you look at the number of cameras, the number of monitors, the technology that watches the race, there's there's cameras at every corner and every angle in the cars that are live. There's really no excuse yeah. that they can't make these decisions and judgments more quickly. I agree. And, and, and keep things more fair, right? It, you know, they, it, the consistency is an issue. And yeah. I think that's where so many people are getting kind of tired of it, <laughs> of it. And we've talked about this on some of our other podcasts where things just don't seem to be consistent race to race year to year, um, driver to driver driver to driver, all of those things. And, and, let's, and let's not do it just because there's drama. And, you know, I I was watching, a, a, um, I think I sent you the video too, but I was watching just an old, an older thing from one of the late night shows in the U.S. And they were talking to, to Danny Rick. And, you know, it's like, why is F1 becoming more famous in the U.S., more popular in the U.S.? And maybe it's because of Netflix show. Nope. Let's not do it to artificially inflate the popularity and whatnot. Let F1 become more popular when it's on. They don't do it just because of the cash. But that's like uh, you're, you're muddying it, right? And and right. I know you're getting more income and you're getting more fans and whatnot, but you're going to lose fans yep. and lose sponsors and lose, you know, evil doesn't help. Like the, the right. bad is going to outweigh the good if you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And there's speculation that some of it is just adding drama. And even if that's not the case, you know, speculation sometimes outweighs the truth. Right. Yeah. It's been, in social media, if if that oh. starts gaining traction, then people take it and they run with it because it it suits a narrative. Um, exactly. But the other, but the other side is like, if this isn't for drama, then what are you doing? Like, I think you need to clean house and get some people in that can that know the rules that can be consistent. Or if there is a lot of gray area you know, then all of that needs to be very transparent. This is why so-and-so got a penalty and this one didn't. Instead Mm -hmm. of everybody from F1 commentators to, you know, podcasts like ours, we're just speculating on, you know, why, why did Carlos get this? But, you know, these other people didn't. So it's just, it's so frustrating. So hopefully they'll get it together. But as far as Carlos goes tomorrow, I I hope they do the right thing, but I just feel like they're not going to. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But 
you know, hopefully, hopefully he's moved on a little bit. I don't know. I, that would be a tough one. I think that would be, that would stick with me for a while personally. I agree. Yeah. All right. What else do we have? Oh, oh, Red Bull. Red Bull. So Adrian Newey, um, we talked about him last podcast. He, I would say he's arguably one of the greatest F1 car designers out there. And we mentioned that his contract is coming up, but earlier or late, it's already early. When you go on vacation, you totally lose track of what (laughs) day it is. But last week, late last week, um, Christian Horner came out and said that, you know, Adrian Newey's heart is still very much in F1 and he's going to be with us for a many years to come. I think was the quote, many years to come. So I have questions. Um, Awesome for him. It it does sound like he may not only be doing F1, he's doing other stuff with Red Bull. So somehow he's getting involved in the America's Cup competition. That's yachting or sailing, um, not yachting, sailing competition. Um, So I'm kind of curious actually what he's doing with that because, you know, designing something somehow. But, I thought it was interesting that Christian Horner came out and said that, but have we seen Adrian Newey come out and confirm that? I don't know, but I don't know if he would, to tell you the truth. I think he, for the most part, I mean, he's not, a, doesn't seem to be a vocal person. I think he would allow Red Bull to kind of, I mean, okay. and Christian Horner's the CEO. So like, you know, he knows, <laughs> he knows what's going on. Yeah, so we, we saw that last year and one of the, true one of the teams announced that I forget who it was about for, being there. And then the driver came back and said, I haven't signed Oscar. anything. And yeah. yeah, Oscar. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think Christian's a little, hopefully a little bit smarter than that, but I mean, I just have to say on behalf of your favorite team, like Papa Stroll, where is the money? Like I, with that brand new facility that they're, they're building. It's, I think it's almost complete. I've seen so many videos Uh of it lately on their social media. Um, so I think it's almost complete, but like you've got this big shiny, you're building a wind tunnel. That's not gonna be ready till next year, but like, where's the money? Like can't bring him over. (laughs) Maybe not. I wonder, I wonder if they could, or if he's got some kind of exclusivities locked in or something. Maybe. 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 Or he just likes Red Bull. I mean, if he can take on other projects and like stretch himself, I mean, in, in careers, we all want to grow, right? We all want to yeah. try Could new be. things. And so if he can stretch himself and do like this hyper car, I'm not even sure what that is. And then the America's Cup, totally different thing with sailing. Like that's kind of opportunity. It'll be interesting. Didn't Red Bull, is it Red Bull the one that has Ford joining them soon? And I wonder how that might, I wonder if that would change up things. That could be. That could be, be interesting. Once, once, yeah, once for or would he? Would there be some consternation or some issues once Ford joins? Because Ford could cause cause some problems. So it'll be interesting how that plays out once Ford joins the mix. Yeah, I I think it's pretty interesting. But Christian thinks he's got him locked down. So there you go. <laughs> Speaking of my guy and Alonso, I, yeah, I know we have some notes that like he still thinks it's possible, and I and I, I jumped on that because it was funny. I saw a meme, haven't checked it out, haven't run the numbers, it's sick. Um, but I jumped at it as the game. There was a meme I saw that if Max and Checo were to both DNF at Baku, that Alonso would be in first. Which I mean, it, and Baku the, could could we like? It's another street circuit. and. <laughs> I would love to see Fernando win another one. And it's a street cir- circuit. And it's one of those where it's like those, 
ah, street circuits like make me so nervous when they hit those curves and it's like their cars are like this close to the wall. And so, I mean, you never know any, anything is possible, but um, I mean, even Max was saying like, he wants to see Checo get another win Checo. Oh my gosh. Max probably doesn't want to see Checo get another win. Like, let me just back that up real quick. He wants to see Alonzo get another win. And he, he said, I guess in their press conference at Melbourne, like, I don't want him to see him just get his 33rd win. Like I want to see him get many more. So, yeah. I mean, Max is even rooting for him. So <laughs> I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool. So, um, and then no, the I think it as, be... as a, as sex wins a sprint, right? Yeah. 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 So next week wonder, we'll be talking about sprints. And I wonder how well he does in sprints. I'm going to have to look into that. Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know because research last on that year, one. I don't know. I mean, we only had three this year. We have six. So let's I do mean, some research. Yeah. Get on that. No, on that. <laughs> get on that. But even Fernando is saying like, this has been such a great season already. And he just is so excited about the possibility for more wins. He just, he wants to keep going. And he was talking about how in Spain, it's really like got people hyped again for F1. And he thinks like in Barcelona, that energy is just going to be, I know. I was like, I know we're going to be in Barcelona. If you could win <laughs> in Barcelona, that would just be ideal. Oh, what if right? he won Barcelona while we were there? Uh, you would lose your mind. <laughs> I would lose my mind. I would lose my mind. And, oh I my gosh. I have, found, I have found F1 sneakers that I'm going to have to buy. I have found, like, yes. oh my gosh. Just I love that. If, especially if he won, I would go buy a shirt straight away. I'd run yeah. right to the, the, the Aston Martin. And I'm going to be torn between wearing She Loves the Grid merch and and Alonzo merch. It's going to yes. be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a combo. Bring... I, mean, I feel like I have like a half and half shirt or something. I don't know. Don't know. Oh, like the moms do in the NFL where they like, it sews right down the middle. You could have Alonzo on one side and She Loves the Grid on the other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. But now, I, I, I love to hear. I love seeing how positive he is. And, yes. and, I, and it just gets back in my head that quote he said about now I'm the bad boy of F1. Like, you are not. You're not the bad guy. You're he's, he's so positive. If he and, is, he's the bad guy that everybody's rooting for. So he had also mentioned, so I don't think you've come across this yet, but like three years ago, there was this thing online. People started with L plan. And it was, I, I I never really got into the whole thing, but El Plan was like the the rise again of Fernando, right? And now here he is. And so he's rising up and now like 33 is everywhere because, you know, everybody wants him to get his 33rd win. So El Plan was apparently a thing. <laughs> it, it worked. I just, I just love it because, you know, there's, and there's just so much, I don't know, I, I, I just, it was, irritating me that one race where the commentators were just so on like his age compared to someone else and it's like there's something to said about you know wisdom and, and experience yeah. and you know that I, I tell people all the time like here's my age but I don't look at or act it and, and age yeah. is just a number you know and and you, you, you it's all a mindset and I love that he doesn't he doesn't have let that affect him. He just goes yeah. out there. He's fit. He does his thing, and he's both physically and mentally in it. You know, and yeah. I 
And I think that's just it, the mental part of it. And I think we've talked about it two out of the last three races because he's been on his radio during the race. Like he is so aware of what's happening, even though he's driving the car. And even after he's been hit, like he's so aware because of that experience. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's very second nature to him. So it makes a huge difference. Age is not, it's not a bad thing at all. I I love it. Yeah, I love it too. I can't wait. Barcelona is going to be a blast. Oh, I can't wait. And speaking of Barcelona, I see you getting here the F1 Academy. Yeah. Testing this week. I saw a lot of stuff coming up, but I kept having to look. I'm like, what's going on in Barcelona? I'm like, it's yep. not time for our tickets yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yep. The F1 Academy, if you aren't aware, is the female version of F1. And they're really just starting off um, their year now. So they were out at um, the Circuit de Catalonia in Barcelona doing their testing. So taking their cars out, getting a feel for everything. Um, so I found it so exciting. I've, I've got to start getting more into like who are the drivers because each team has three drivers, um, not just two, like in the male version of F1. Um, so I really want to start getting into that a little bit more. And we are going to cover it on social media. I think exposure for women's sports. I'm a huge advocate for that. It's it's major. It's important. So we will be covering it. Um, if there's over, because I think their first race is, is the same weekend as Baku. So yeah. that's a lot of stuff to keep up with. So we're going to do our best. Um, but we are going to cover it. If you're interested in that, if you're really passionately not interested in it, well, I'm going to post some anyways, but we, maybe we won't post as much initially. Um, but I do think it's important. So if, if you have a very strong opinion about that, I guess, send us a DM and <laughs> let us know. But that is going to be happening next week, too. So we've waited three weeks and the next week we're going to be inundated with um, F1 and F1 Academy. Two different tracks. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Time for the meat of this. And uh, we pick back up from our good basics from last week, part two of F1 terms and acronyms. I I love this because it's all about education and we want to kind of separate us from a lot of other podcasts and really help educate everyone, which I love because me being new to the sport, it just helps me. I mean, I know one of these we're going to cover is one of the first things I asked you about. It's like, you know, what, what is DRS? <laughs> I know we're, I know that's in our list. It's not the first one, but it's like it's it's so helpful to get to yeah. get to this because the more you understand, you can you know you're not just sitting there going, oh yeah, okay, right. <laughs> and you get or the strategy exactly. Or when they talk about it, if you're watching, you know, whether whatever you're watching it on ESPN, Sky Sports, F1 TV these terms do come up and sometimes like, especially Sam Collins, I love him on F1 TV and he explains everything, like breaks it down really well, but they can't do that every race or every time they're on the air. So um, it always helps to, for us to kind of, we'll keep kind of bringing these terms up. And if it happens to come up in our conversation, we'll try to hit on it just briefly what it is. So if you didn't hear a previous podcast episode, you'll still know what it is. So yeah. um, and when we launch our website, we are going to make reference to all of this on our website is too. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. So then you could just go to the website and check it out. And, and that's coming soon. Yes. Coming soon. Um, so the first thing is dirty air. And that is really just when 
um, air is spinning off the back of the car in front of you. And it's basically reducing the airflow over the, uh, the car behind. And so it's giving it a performance disadvantage by reducing the downforce. So downforce, very important in F1. Um, so a lot of times, like for Max, <laughs> I'm just going to say for Max, because he's often the one out in front, he doesn't run into these issues where other cars, this air is coming back. And, and if you remember, um, gosh, one of our very first grid basics, I think we talked about Flovis. Um, and it's the green stuff when they're testing the car that they put on to kind of see how is the air coming over the car? Because we need the, the aerodynamics to be just right. We don't want them going in weird areas where it's going to create a problem with the downforce. And so I kind of envisioned like the air coming off the car in front of, of them. And, you know, it, it could be causing a lot of issues overall with the downforce. And I, I kind of like in this, if you're like, if you're on the highway and you get behind like an 18 wheeler, right. Mm -hmm. And, and with the air, when you're not, when you're in front of it, everything's flowing really nicely. Right. But when you get behind 18 wheeler, there's a spot that you get and you get buffeted and, and knocked all around. Right. That's when you're not operating very well either. So I could imagine it's kind of similar, probably not the exact same thing, no, but when I the air is flowing, it's, it's coming in a different way and it's spinning differently off that car. And that's going to knock you around and it's not letting the car get that optimal flow that it's expecting to get that force. Because like you said, if they're, they've got the car getting force in a certain way with nothing in front of it. Now you can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it. Oh, in front of it, nothing. And then something in front of it with different kinds of 40 C's coming off of another car or even two cars, you know, or three, depending on what's all in front of it. Yeah, so exactly. No, I think you explained that perfectly. I maybe you should probably do these because this is the thing with Claire. She is very good at breaking down, you know, concepts. And for years, decades, she's broken things down and taught me stuff about computers and <laughs> the whole nine yards. She's very, very good at that. So I think you explained that perfectly. And obviously, like you said, when you're the leader of the race, you're not dealing with that. So you're you have optimal aerodynamics like you have optimal downforce you can you can go and and do your thing or if you know there's i'm assuming if you're like 15 20 seconds behind another car you're not running into that either you've got clean air that you're running in and so you you have optimal performance um in those situations so yeah so there you go there's next one is that drs so i remember contacting you and going what is DRS? They keep saying DRS. What, what do they mean by DRS? And I see that little flappy thing open up. Is that something to do with DRS? So I'm yeah. going to show you the flappy thing on my little car. I've got a visual yeah. aid. I and love this picture. Then we have a picture. This isn't this isn't actually a Formula One car, but it's it's got following. So so I might kind of visually do it, and I'm going to show you a picture. So the DRS is when the the, fan, the tail fin in the back is going along, and this, this little piece up here kind of pops open. It goes, boop, and you'll see like an opening show up, right? Yep. And then it closes. So exactly. we've got a picture, so I'll show you. So this is on Ashley Martin, but I'll show you on Diane's favorite. <laughs> and definitely, this is a good one to watch us on YouTube because we are showing you a picture right yep. now. There's a lot of visual aids today, so definitely yeah. watch us on YouTube. So this is the DRS open. See the little flats open versus down. So kind yep. of same thing. 
Exactly. So they started using that in 2011 in F1. And I guess apparently because of like the issue with that dirty air. So they introduced introduced this DRS stands for the drag reduction system. Um, And basically, like Claire said, it's that flap when it's lifted it reduces the drag on the car. So it makes it go faster and it helps the driver overtake who's ever in front of them. So this could only happen, like it's, there's certain DRS zones. So if you follow us on social media, when it's race week, I usually will post like, here's an outline of the track. And I will always say, this is how many DRS zones are on this track. Generally, it's like three, I think, for the most part. Last race, they had um, Australia had added a fourth one this year, um, but it's usually like two to three. Uh, and so you can only open during those areas. And there is a whole thing about like there's a detection point where one car will go through. You need to be um, less than one second behind the car in front of you, and you have to be in the DRS area in order to use that. And it will help you speed up. And that's where you see a lot of overtaking um, generally. Now there's other rules where you cannot use DRS. I think it's in the first lap. It's one or three laps. I should have looked this up. Um, Of the race, you can't use DRS. And once the safety car, if there's been a safety car, there's a certain amount of laps. It's one or three. I'm so sorry. I don't know that off the top of my head, but it's one or three. And so until you get those laps in, you can't use your DRS. So now, now is this something, cause like I said earlier, everything's so highly monitored and very technically controlled. Now is this something that all the onboard computers and whatnot also control that they can't accidentally do it? So you couldn't cheat or do you, do you know, is this something we can follow up on? I don't know, but I feel like it is something just because there was one race where maxes wouldn't open. And I can't remember if it was like a qualifying or if it was in the actual race. I think it was a qualifying. Um, and it wasn't opening for him. So I don't know. I think actually there's a button that they do it. But I don't know if you get in trouble if like you do it accidentally. But I mean, these guys are pros. They know where that button is and when to use it, not to use it. I'm sure the engineer. I just looked it up. Tell me. Here, electronic timing loops in the track surface measure the distance between two cars. If the following car is measured at running less than one second behind, a signal is sent to the car allowing its DRS to be activated in okay. the ensuing zone. So it, it there is something that allows, that it's an allowing thing. That's okay. kind of cool. It Very is. Cool. It looks like it can be D. It is, is driver adjustable, but there is some type that allows it. There's some part of allowance. That, that's kind of cool. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, because as I was talking and I was like, I don't know who does it. No, I remember seeing someplace that there's a button on the back of their um, steering wheel. So I'm looking forward go. to the episode where we go over the steering wheel. I know. Then we'll point it out. We'll be like, Here's so this. much. <laughs> That is going to be, that will be a great one. So anyways, yeah. that's basically DRS in a yeah. nutshell. But and I, it is I found the other part of the race. Two laps. So the pursuing car is one second. The following car is in a DRS zone. is predetermined by FIA. The DRS system may not be deployed until two racing laps have been completed after the Grand Prix, a restart, or a safety car period. It cannot be used by a driver in front to defend, the, to defend their position unless they're within one second of the car in front of them. 
and it may not be enabled if the race director deems racing conditions are unsafe, such as mm. being held in the rain. Okay. Which makes sense. Cool. Yeah. So there are definitely times you can't use it, but they, they do want to use that, especially if they're, you know, having a difficult time getting past somebody, um, you know, cause sometimes people are great at defending on some of these corners. And so you, yeah, when you get that opportunity, you want to take it if you can. And it's made for some really good racing back and forth. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, it does. I love seeing that. Yeah. All right. Power unit. Yes. Yeah, so the power unit, that's something we hear a lot about, especially when we t generally talk about um, people getting grid penalties um, is yeah. because they've had something they needed to replace on their power unit or replacing their power unit. So they don't have engines like they used to back in the day. So now they have power units. And I'm going to read a lot of this because I think it's, it's a lot of stuff that there's no way I can memorize all of this stuff. So the power unit comprises six elements, the internal combustion engine, the turbocharger, the motor generator unit, um, motor generator unit heat, and then motor generator unit connect, connectic, right? Kinetic. Kinetic, the energy store yep. and the control electronics. So all of those combined to give like the drivers what they need to, um, win a race. There you go. <laughs> it's a lot of different parts. So you may not be replacing an entire power unit. I think you can replace different parts of that, but yeah, that's what a power unit is. They don't have traditional engines like, you know, maybe you would normally think of. It's much more, um, much more high tech now. And also in, you know, kind of with F1 getting to their uh, sustainability part of things like that's where you kind of see there's going to be obviously more, um, electronic. Is that the right yeah. word? Electronic. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, it's pretty amazing. And, um, it's, uh, I was just looking that up to see what that is. It says that, um, that they can accelerate. What is it? Uh, that was, that was pretty amazing. I just found, found that because your stats are exciting me. That <laughs> you um, found in there that they can accelerate because there's obviously much more powerful than um, a streetcar, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And just like how quickly they can accelerate is, is just amazing, right? Well, we um, see them come off the line, right? At the start of a race, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are insane how quick they are. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely incredible. Okay, well, while you look at that, I'm going to talk about oversteering and understeering. So, again, this is something I think you hear a lot during, you know, even practices, qualies, um, the races. And it's one thing I have to say, I, I always get confused, oversteer versus understeer. And then I found this awesome quote. <laughs> by this guy and we'll have we'll try to say his name properly he's a rally driver walter rural roll 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 <laughs> it's german i'm learning german i should be able to say it but I, i'm still struggling yeah it's it's a little tricky but anyways he said if you see the barrier that you're actually crashed into that's an understeer and if you hear yourself hitting the barrier 
it's an oversteer because obviously if you're hearing it, it's the back end of your car is going into the wall or into whatever. And so that's an oversteer. So when you're on a corner and you oversteer, it's the rear wheels of the car losing grip. So it causes the back end to kind of like, sometimes you'll hear them say snap or twitch or whatever, but it just causes the back end to, and then you, sometimes you go spinning, sometimes you're just hitting wow. the back. But again, that's oversteer because your back end of the car has hit it. You, you're not actually see, seeing it. So on the other hand, when the front wheels lose grip, um, it sees the car go at more of a shallow angle um, than the driver's like asking the steering, steering to go. Like, so it's just a little bit more shallow. So that is an um, understeer. <laughs> See, I still have to stop and think about it. But I think that little phrase, if you remember that, if you're seeing the barrier and you're as you're crashing into it, that is an understeer. And if it's the back end, you're hearing it, that's an oversteer. So that is generally happening um, in a corner. So hopefully that will help us a little bit as we um, move forward through the rest of the 20 races. I like that quote. That's very helpful because it is confusing that that oversteer and understeer. Yeah. I'll I definitely include that on the site because that's going to have to refer back to I'm going to have to refer back to it a couple of times so it really sticks. Yeah. No, I think when I found that just, just last week because I've tried and I know in the past podcast. I'm like, it's an overseer. It's an understeer. I don't remember because I get confused by it. Like, but this like has already stuck with me. Okay. So you see it, it's an understeer. If you hear it, it's an oversteer. So hopefully that will, you all can take that. <laughs> and as you're watching the next F1 race and you see somebody like their back end is going and they, they hit the wall from the back, you know, it's an, an overseer and you can, impress your friends with your party F1 knowledge. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our last one is undercut. An undercut. So I don't know that we've had too many of these or if they've attempted too many of these this year, but it's when a driver is having a hard time getting past another car. So they, their team pits them early. So it's earlier than you would normally, maybe um, your original strategy was to pit say at lap 20 but your driver's having a hard time getting past the car in front of them. So you're like, okay, come on in on lap 15. We're going to get some fresh tires on you. And then hopefully that's going to put you ahead of whoever it is you've been trying to get past because they're still needing to pit. So you come out of the pits a little bit faster because you've got fresh tires and they still have to pit. So that should put you ahead of them um, in the, in the race if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Now I might, for the people watching, I might just completely froze up on my screen. Apologies on that. My whole, all my screens just went completely black for about five seconds there. So but <laughs> I can hear everything. Saw you, but it went dark for a second. I mean, not yeah, totally dark, but your screens behind you went dark. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what happened, but yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, yeah that's a, that's an under an undercut is you're just, you're not getting past the person in front of you. So again, that goes back to the strategy. There's so many different things that come into play in um, Formula One with strategy. And, and you're sometimes, again, they might come into a race with a specific strategy in mind. 
but it's not playing out the way they thought it would, or the way maybe they thought the tires would go, um, or, you know, what they did in, in their simulators. And they're, you know what, we're going to have to make a change on the fly. We're going to do an undercut and hopefully that's going to get you a little bit further up the grid. Um, so. Well, I just want to talk about the power real quick and let's move on to the other stuff. Yeah. So, Cause I thought this was interesting. It might be this website that's messing me up, but um, <laughs> I'm going to get off of it. So the current um, 2023 design can produce around 1,050, what's called brake horsepower. Okay. Um, and it's considered a 1.6 liter V6 turbocharged engine, which is sufficient to reach speeds well in excess of 225 miles per hour, which is about 360 kilometers per hour. Um, because of the changes to the 2022 rules engine development, it's halted until the 2026 season. Um, what I thought was really interesting, though, is just looking at a quick chart. It is not the most powerful car um, because it looks like back in 1980, if I'm reading this graph, it's a video, so I'm going to go into it. But previously, it looks like in 1980, the horsepower was 1,400. Oh, interesting. And what is this one? 1,000? Yeah. It's 1,000, 1,050, right around 1,050. Oh, interesting. But thousand, it, thousand, yeah. it would be kind of interesting to see what exactly, because obviously the these engines, well, they're not engines, these power units are, they don't have like that traditional engine. Yeah. So. Well, it, it was like, it was 1980, then it dropped drastically in 1990, then it went up to 2000 2010, and now we're at 2020, back up to 1050. And so it's kind of leveled out until 2026, it says. Yeah. Um, but like in 1960, it was at 400, it was at 175, 1970, it was 450. And then 1980, it shot up to 1400. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to do an episode one time just on that. About the evolution yeah. A little history yeah. lesson on the engines. <laughs> yeah, kind, of, kind of cool. All I right. think that is kind of cool. Cause I'm not a big engine person. Like I'll talk about everything else, but you know, it, it is part, a big part of the sport. So I probably yeah, should. So. It's kind of fascinating. I, I might, it'd be interesting to kind of go through that just because of uh, my, uh, my grandfather being a mechanic all his life. Yeah. Kind of cool. Oh, I right. so cool. Yeah. <sighs> so all right. beyond, well, the grid. Into beyond the grid, some interesting stuff. Oh, I saw this. I just could not believe the audacity. I know we posted about it on our social media, but Charles being just, Having to ask fans not to come to his home. Come on, people. Okay, look, I don't want to be controversial in here. We try to be fair and balanced, whatnot, but I'm just going to say it flat out. If any of our fans, if you have the audacity to show up at F1 driver's home, what is wrong with you? Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, you don't go to a stranger's house no. unannounced, uninvited. And, and this is somebody who is popular and whatnot. Yes, it's so cool to see someone famous but they have their privacy i mean everyone's boundaries and you would not want millions of people showing up at your house right and who knows if these people are knocking on his door or, or ringing his bell or whatever at you know two in the morning could be 7 a.m and he's been you know up or just came back from you know wherever and i think what's so disappointing monaco is not a, a big place like no i don't know where he lives there crazy. but like it's not a big place. And, and according to a lot of people, he is very generous with his time. If he sees you on the street, he'll take a picture, he'll, you know, whatever. Why in the world do you need to go to his house? And 
you, I just think like, how bad must it have been that he had to literally put out a huge statement in three different languages? <laughs> I think if I'm not, you know, incorrect, um, asking nicely that you not come to his house. And he, you know, I'm not going to come downstairs. Please do not ring the bell, which the bell kind of made me think like, does he live in like an apartment? Like, probably. Know, I mean, a lot of stuff in here is like my place. Where you your your name is on the thing and you push the button and you have to yeah. Yeah, like it's yeah it's 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 ridiculous it's like be respectful I, I I just can't imagine doing that I mean well I can because like <laughs> my 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 little mother wanted to jump out of the car and go talk to Archie Manning's wife who was on the street taking her garbage in when we rode past their place in New Orleans and I had to fight her that we weren't stopping. <laughs> like these people are lives, man. They don't like right. they have lives. They exactly. they're having a place to meet them, leave them alone. We drove by the house, saw their house, that's great. But just because they're there, you're not gonna stop yeah. and say hi. No, you don't have to. And I just think what, well, I, I guess I'm just trying to figure out what are people thinking? Like, do they think if they're ringing his doorbell or, you know, posting up on his sidewalk that he's going to be thrilled to see them? I'd be a little scared. Like, you don't know who these people are. There's a lot of. And would you want people to do that to you? Hundreds oh. and thousands and millions of people to do that to you? It, that, no. uh, it should it just, be your sanctuary. They travel so much. They're doing so many different things. And it should be your sanctuary where you can go and just be yourself and like let loose, right? Not worry about, oh, I need to take my trash out or there are going to be people out there, you know, with cameras or what have you, wanting pictures, wanting autographs. I, I just, I, I'm sit just and watch I'm, a movie without somebody ringing my bell. <laughs> I'm blown away. Like I, I want to go to Monaco again yeah. and to think that I could run into him in the street is pretty cool. But I would even be timid to go up and, and say hi, because I don't want to bother him in his, in his daily life no. you know, to know that he's open to that and be like, you know, hi, uh, yeah. kind of cool. I mean, come on. We, we had football stars that came in your store. And, and I was excited about that. But it, yeah. and they were in my son's dance studio. And I still yeah. was like, and the one yeah. guy's now my friend. And he would give me, you know, like, like, but still, yeah. I still, like, we had them all around. But I wouldn't, like, run up to them and, like, bother them. Because no. they're of course happy their daily just, life. They're their right. daily life. We had NFL players. We had players from, uh, you know, the world who had won the World Series. Like, we, you treat them like everybody else that's all they want to be treated like i mean just doing their job i fangirled from time to time not not in that kind of a situation but i still try to you know hold it back but i would never approach somebody in a restaurant while they're eating i wouldn't do it if they're with their family oh, you know no. if, if it's and the right definitely situation, not show up at their house never never oh. i don't even want to drive by your house like i i know <laughs> Like, I just, I don't. So I'm, I'm hoping that people saw that and took that. There was actually a tour company that, that was on their, their oh list. It was like, gosh. Carol LeClaire's house. And I thought, oh, I hope that they decided to do the right thing and, and take that off. But I, I hope that fans who's ever doing it realize like, this is not cool. And no, especially, I don't know. Yeah. He's not going to be thrilled that you knocked on his door. So let's stop. 
And I oh, hope that's, that's crazy. happening for the other drivers. I, I just think that's terrible. And I, and I get with the popularity of the sport, like increasing, I get it. The drivers, people are in love with them. There's so many, you know, girls on TikTok and, you know, posting cute little videos of their crush, but you're not. Well, we could, we could, we could rant way. for this forever, but we, we're, we're going to make another long episode. We'll, we'll, we'll just move on. But yeah. All right. Max's documentary. Oh, Max's documentary. Okay. I literally meant to go watch some of these, but there were some little clips that have been showing up um, online. And overall, it makes me sad for him. So I haven't seen any of in, this. I don't have to go. Okay, to so catch up. we're going to have to spend some time on YouTube. But there was one scene where he, they were all eating food. You know, foodie. I think he has his salad, and he's like, "When I'm done driving, like I just, I'm going to have that burger and that burger, and like nobody can stop me." And you know, his dad was kind of joking, and maybe made a joke about you know how now that he's done racing, he could eat that way. But I just felt like. That's so sad. But then they, he tells the story about when he was karting and he lost a race and he did something wrong and allowed somebody else to win. And he they're leaving and his dad just takes the cart from him. And Max is trying to, they're in the car and he's trying to talk to his dad, like just trying to get a conversation going. And his dad pulls over at a gas station, tells him to get out. He doesn't want to talk to him. Max gets out and his dad leaves. Oh Let's my goodness. And I guess his mom was not too far behind. So she pulled over and picked him up. But what all I kept thinking on the stuff that I've seen so far is like, poor Max, like what in the world? I mean, this is I know there's a lot of people like when you talk about Tiger Woods dad and there's, you know, a whole bunch of like famous dads, the, you know, Serena, her dad, um, there's that some sort of like that toughness or. I don't know what it is. I just think it's so wrong because they're children. They're, they're children. children. And he <laughs> he knew in his heart he did something wrong and he felt bad. And at that moment, as a kid, you just want your parents to hug you. You just want them to say, like, it's cool. Like, let's talk about what happened so we know next time what not to do. And instead, it's like getting left at a gas station. I don't know. I felt so bad for him. And that's all I kept <laughs> thinking every time I saw these clips is poor Max, like poor Max. Now, did it make him a champion? I guess, you know, people could argue and say, yes, it's, you know, made him tough and all that, but. It's also, he's also a jerk. So. Yeah. And, but I think like when you, when you hear now, like Tiger Woods tell his story or, you know, some other athletes tell their stories, like there's a lot to reconcile in that relationship, that parent, well, they're, they're growing up in a time oh. too where mental health was a, it was is still such a stigma. I mean, it still is, but even worse, you know, previous years. So it's yeah, yeah. it's this whole like rub some dirt on it, and you know, feelings are important, and not understanding the dynamics of you know nurturing a child and their development and and whatnot is just it's ridiculous. There's things more important than winning, and I think family is one of them. And and when there's that weird dynamic like athlete, coach, parent, son, like, it's just, I don't know. I, I, yeah. well, I'm trying to find a place in the U S that we can watch the whole thing. So if anybody knows, send us a DM and let us know where we can watch the entire thing. Um, but then also Yuki came out with something called Yuki tube. Um, and so it's on YouTube. 
I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but I absolutely adore Yuki. And so I am going to subscribe to that YouTube channel and just see what's going on in his life. He cracks me up. I think he's so fun between his style. His He's a foodie. Like, I love all of it. So I'm 100% down to watch Yuki Tube. <laughs> I love to take a look at that. I can't um, wait. We'll report back next week on that one. Absolutely. Uh, Christian Horner, week in the life of a principal. Yes. Man, I'm behind. Being out sick for a week is really, well, I'm behind. I got so much to catch up on. You do, but I also spent a lot of time in airports because my planes were delayed both ways. Um, so it was, it's a very quick 10 minute video that um, Red Bull put out and it was like the week uh, heading into Melbourne. So it was just kind of interesting to see little, it's just little clips, right? Little clips. Like he was talking about how he's the last person to get there on Thursday. So that way, if anybody needs anything or needs something from the office, he's, he brings it with him. Um, he talks about his job as his role as a CEO for Red Bull. And then on race weekends, how he's the team principal. Um, so just a lot of like a whole lot of little, little things. And then afterwards, what I thought was interesting. So the, it must've been Monday or Tuesday after the race, everybody, it looks like all the employees gather and he's on a stage and he kind of runs them through what happened at the race, just, you know, high level. And, um, you know, they all had champagne at the end. And I thought that that's so cool. So it was just a little peek. If you're curious what a life, a week in the life of a principal looks like, um, go check that out. It's, I think it's on their YouTube, but I got to it through their, um, Instagram page. So check it out. yeah. And then our people copying us. Well, you know, we're, we're setting a good precedent. So it's been interesting to see been some interesting coincidences out there. I mean, some. you don't even have it on there about the, the use of chaos down under, but yeah. Oh, I did it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, so all the ways that we think, under. all the ways yeah. I think that I shouldn't speak for both of us, but the ways I noticed that I think people are copying us. So the McLaren um, video, this that's what Claire's talking about. So we posted our podcast on very, very early Tuesday morning. 17 hours before. 17 yeah. and, hours. And we, and we recorded it two days prior. That one yep. we had actually recorded two days prior. We recorded it two days prior. We always have the description and the title at least the day before um, it's actually posted. So 17 hours later, McLaren, we titled ours Chaos Down Under. I mean, it's not like super, super like <laughs> original, but chaos down under. And then 17 hours later, McLaren puts out a YouTube video, mostly about Oscar Piastri called chaos down under. And I was like, what that copying us. Okay. Then I posted a picture. I snapped a photo from F1 TV, um, during the Melbourne race. Cause I thought it was really hysterical that you had total wolf and then, um, Papa stroll right next to each other. And it just was a funny pic. So I grabbed my phone really quick and I snapped a photo and I put it up on this F1 um, fan site on Facebook. And, you know, people had posted a couple different things about, like, I said, this is me, my face, because Toto has kind of a funny, funny look on his face. And I said, that's my face when somebody hops on the treadmill right next to me at the gym when all the other treadmills are open. And I see somebody take took that photo, like, do not tell me that <laughs> that you happened to take the same exact photo off of F1 TV at the exact same time. Um, same and they, angle. Same angle, same everything. And theirs was when somebody sits next to you on the bus. 
And I just thought, you totally swiped that. Totally swiped it. And it was like, I just posted it for fun in this fan page. And it had, I don't even know, a hundred, a couple hundred likes. There had over, when I looked, like 1,500. <laughs> like, because they have a much bigger audience. I'm like, ah. So then what else? Um, F1. Tutorial tiles. Yep. F1 posted a, t- a tutorial on tires which we had done a couple weeks ago. So they had a whole thing on tires all of a sudden. Um, McLaren talked about curfews. They went and had a little video or a little something about curfews. And um, we had mentioned that. Was it Australia? No, it yes. was. Um, it oh, was no, a race it was, before that. Yeah, it was a race before that. Ab- Abu Dhabi, I think. Yep. It was like, what is that all about? And then, <laughs> and then on Thursday, just this past Thursday, Williams posted a link to an F1 glossary and we had talked about our F1. We, yeah, we started. Yeah, we'd started the thing. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, we're, our, we're setting a precedent. We it's are education setting a precedent. It, so here's my thing. It's like, I'm, I'm like tongue in cheek saying, tongue in cheek saying like people are copying us. At the same time, I just feel validated. Like we are definitely on the right track with our content because we do it. And then a team or F1 comes out with it. So there and, you go. And it's, and it's indicative. We were going to do the beginning. Let's not finish. Finish. Forget it. We said we were going to read out five-star reviews. So you had a five-star review to read. Oh, I do. Let me go find so, it. And it's indicative <laughs> of that, right? Because we are getting five-star reviews. So if anyone, while you're pulling that up, if you give us a five-star review on any of the platforms, we're on YouTube, we're on um Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Spotify. iHeartRadio, uh, Google, um, like all the podcasting as well as Acast where we're hosted. Um, any kind of uh, five-star reviews, we'll read your review lot, uh, on one of our podcasts as a thank you. And um, as we get more followers, then we're going to start selling some merch. We're going to start giving away random stuff as well. So um, yeah. we're going to read our first one. Yes. So exciting. So <laughs> the name, I guess people make up their own name. So it's JK Big XG and it's five stars. It says absolutely spectacular. This podcast is exactly what I was looking for. These ladies have a wonderful rapport and work together like a dream. As a female F1 fan, I appreciate the concept of intelligent discussion for all who want to participate without any bias. This one is a winner. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> and that was early on too. That was, that was, um, that was one of the very first ones that we got, but there's well, I a hope we have a good time. rapport because, you know, we've yeah, known each well, other for, we've discovered over half our lives now. More so. than half our lives, which, you know, it does give us a good back and forth and, and, you know, we have strengths in different areas, I think. And, and yet we like meld together perfectly. So as Claire said, please, you know, give, ratings give reviews we appreciate it we've still Feedback, got suggestions we want to get better you know we're, we're we're new at f1 i'm super new we're new at podcasting we're we just want to make a go at this it's a, it's also a fun way for us to stay connected being a world apart yes <laughs> friends, so this exactly. is really cool all right exactly. well, let's up on what we have left to do because so, we, we once again we, hit an hour oh my, oh my gosh. gosh we just chitty chat um, which is good. I like it. So still no race this coming weekend. I'm over it. I, I <laughs> like darn China for like 
can't, we had to cancel that race because we would have had that race here. Um, we, it was not scheduled to be a three week um, break that usually we just get that in the summer, but uh, we had to cancel. And when I say we, it's because I'm part of F1. Um, so yeah. <laughs> we had to cancel that race. Um, so oh, we've got a little bit more time, but that's okay because next week we're going to do a deep dive on Mercedes. This will be our first team spotlight. We're going to do yeah. Mercedes. Yeah. So send us any uh, a direct uh, message on Instagram or Facebook, or even um, you can submit us a question through, uh, I think it's I Heart or Spotify that allows you to submit questions. I'll, I'll open it up on this podcast um, when we post it. Um, any questions you want to have about Mercedes, we're going to do some high level stuff, uh, you know, team history, um, and just anything we can cover. It's going to be a pretty standard about all the teams we'll cover them throughout the season. We'd love to get some fan questions, and uh, that's our first one we pulled out of the hat to cover. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I'm excited. All Thank right, you. that's it. So we'll be back Another next week. Right at an hour, so we're wrapping up. Hey, thanks for, thanks for the, going on the ride for us this week. Thank you. See y'all later. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date with She Loves the Grid and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at She Loves the Grid and on Facebook at facebook.com slash She Loves the Grid. Thank you for joining us for the ride this week. Mm-hmm.